Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Oz Network. Does the episodes of Lost almost finished? Uh, we are onto the thirteenth episode of season six, uh, so we are nearing the end. Literally, the episode is titled "The End," uh, and we are here for a recap on the last recruit which aired on the April 20th, 2010, and was written by Paul Zabzewski and Graham Rowland and directed by the Stephen Semmel. Uh, so we're here for another exciting recap of an uh, exciting season of Lost. My name is Noah, and I've just stepped off a set of a Burt Reynolds film. And my name is Ben, and are you ready to get wet? That's basically the tagline of this podcast, isn't it? Um. (laughs) And after over a thousand episodes and five years, not one person has gotten wet listening to this, so... No, uh, I have been wet on air a few times before, but that was unintentional. Um, Yeah, that's what I hear from all the girls. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the last recruit, so after... So much dilly-dallying. Um, it feels like finally in this season some things are sort of starting to happen and things are moving into gear a bit. Yeah, I think this is... You said it last week about how like it's just really at the end and I think that you know if you've watched this before, you can really feel, I think, this is the episode that is almost like what the first of a four-parter almost or a five-parter, how many episodes we've got left because it really does like particularly the flash sideways, really ramping it up where we're going to with that. And then some of the stuff on the island I feel gets a bit dragged out, but like, I don't know, like it definitely feels like we're really here. And this is where like in rewatching this, I'm like, okay, we are right near the end right now. Even like, not even just on a rewatch, when you're watching this the first time, you just get a vibe from this episode. Like, oh, things feel like final at this point. Things feel like they're really moving towards, um, and even like they're they're on the boat. Like I, I remember they released the episode titles ahead of time. I remember reading across the sea as the third last episode, and then seeing this as the fifth last episode, thinking like, oh, are they going to sail this boat like all the way to to safety? Like it, it really feels like even first time like we are at the end of this show. Yes, I agree, and um, it's. Yeah, like this is a, an improvement from last week. Uh, I don't think we're gonna be quite as high as some of the last couple of episodes, but it's still, yeah. I mean, there's one moment in this episode which gets me a bit teary. I think there's a a very good moment between two characters that 
I completely forgot about in this episode as well. Uh, one from a surprising actor who we may or may not make fun of a lot. But, um, yeah, it's it's a solid episode and everyone's going to the, the one hospital in LA in the afterlife, which is also very convenient. I do like what you said that's kind of the first part of like a four-parter because it does kind of feel like these last episodes are all just sort of one big like end game. Um and I have to say, everyone's given a pretty top-notch performance this week. Everyone did a good job compared to last week, where I feel like all the actors are given their A-game here. Um, I agree. Even Kimberly Joseph, well, I'm actually just watching the episode right now. I didn't realise she's actually in the background of a scene. I didn't even realise it. She's there. <laughs> yeah, Kimberly Joseph, Emily Duran, they're all here. Um, the creme de la creme so- of Australian actors. We'll do the flash sideways first. And as we said last week, Hurley was the sort of the last to have a sort of centric episode on his own. So this time it's just a bit of everyone in the flash sideways, which is fun. Um, so after Desmond did his hit and run last week, uh, on poor old Gummy Joe, um, he's put into the ambulance. And uh, this seems a bit weird where Ben's there, like, and he's like, my name is John. Okay, John, you're definitely going to get married. Don't you worry. It's a bit weird, but um, I, need, I need Helen Norwood. Uh, and he arrives at the same time, son, because remember, um, we remember that she got shot way back when. Um, then, we're, then we're cutting to the station and we have uh, Sawyer, who's uh, cop Sawyer interrogating Kate. Uh, and he's, he talks about, well, you don't really seem like a murderer. And she says, oh, that's because I'm not. And I don't know if that's meant to imply in the afterlife if, if she is, like, actually not a murderer. I don't really get, yeah, I don't know. Um, Can I but she's, ask just one quick question, just not on that, but just on the scene that came before it. Why is Sun saying to Locke, like, no, 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 it's him, it's him when she sees Locke? I don't get that. I think it's meant to be implied that she's like having some sort of maybe man in black sort of flash thing, maybe. Yeah, and I yeah, I don't know about Kate because I completely forgot that Sawyer had gotten Kate. This goes to show how gapped out we're doing these recaps, but also the fact that how memorable Sawyer arresting Kate in the afterlife is. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then that's when we get the call like from Miles. about what happened with Kimi and they, they have a look and they see like Ooh, Naveen Andrews on the CCTV trying to escape the set. So they're like, <laughs> we need to stop Naveen. Um, uh, God, probably my least favorite scene of the whole episode is uh, we, well, we've got the return of SBS's Emily DeRaven. Uh, Claire <laughs> is in the hotel. And last week we were talking about creepy Desmond. It doesn't end. Like this, yeah, I don't get this. this. <laughs> like, uh, she's at like the hotel or like where, the, wherever the adoption agency is, and that's where Desmond just popped up. Um, Hello there. Just uh, fresh off his hit and run. Why didn't he run over Claire? That would have got her <laughs> in with Jack. <laughs> why? Why? But he's so critical. You're right. Like just the way he literally walks out to Claire. Hello. Do you remember me? Yeah, at the airport. Like fuck again. I talk to people, random people, like I talk to a random person in banjos today, but like if in three weeks' time I'm in a building, hey, do you remember me? Uh, no? <laughs> like, okay. Lad's like, oh, you were right. It was a boy. Um, 
and then thinking that's the end. He starts following her. Yeah. Uh, Claire's like looking behind her and he's like, I'm sorry if this is a personal question, but why are you giving baby um? And she's like, yeah, that is a personal question. This, this is where I would like, I want to like, you know, this is where I think a lot of this doesn't make sense in a way because like, I think clearly this is an American show written by Americans. So like Americans are very friendly people when it comes to sort of random things like that. But like Claire's Australian and like, as an Australian in America, as somebody who have been there a lot, there are still things that you will experience. And I'm sure you do it the same in Korea, where no matter how many times you've been there or how long you've been there, you sort of are a bit like, mm, okay, this is a bit odd. We don't do this in Australia, but sure. Like, this isn't really a thing that would happen in Australia. A random person talk to you and you just go along with it. I feel like Claire should be a bit more like, the fuck are you, random American guy? Well, we I know he's assume. not American. Jess is not even American either, but, like, it's still, like, you know, it's just weird. We also have to assume, what, she's, like, what, 21, 22? Yeah. Probably her first, she's alone, heavily pregnant. Maybe she's been to, like, Bali in, with her family <laughs> oh, growing up. Bali. But, <laughs> yeah, but this is probably, like, her first major trip alone ever. Yeah. She's heavily pregnant. She's just, like, following this man. Like, no wonder you, like, got got in with Thomas. Like, you just follow <laughs> follow any man. Uh, I, do, I do like that <laughs> he's asking about. Fried. She's like, I don't really have much in the way of family. I'm like, Fish and fry. Yeah. <laughs> fish family. and fry is family. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, naive old Claire. It's like, okay, fine. And they do this weird sort of build-up of, oh, I know this lawyer. She's a lady. She's a this, a woman. There's, She's a there's lady. All this so you're thinking, oh, you're racking your brain. Like, who are the people that we've seen in the past six Susan. seasons? Like, like, oh, yeah, could it be Susan? Could it be Eloise Hawking? Could it be like <laughs> who, whoever? Could it be uh, Nikki? Like you're racking, <laughs> you thinking, oh, who is it going to be? Plot twist: it, the lady that we just saw last week. <laughs> but they built this up as this big thing. She died last week. There hasn't even been a one episode gap. <laughs> um, and yeah, so apparently the lawyer is. Ilana, who Claire's barely met, and Desmond has barely any connect. This this is more random than than Charlotte, isn't it? Like neither of these yeah. characters had any connection to Ilana. Did Desmond I, I even find her? Yeah, it's like I mean, like, why? Why and why is she there? And because this, this is her last episode, right? Like we don't see her again yeah. after this. And why does she have an American accent now in the afterlife? Yes. It's like hello there. My name is Alana, and I'm your lawyer. Um, it's like, Did okay. Did your accent change in the afterlife? Why don't we have, like, American Claire? My baby. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> yeah, American Charlie, like, you know, Australian Desmond, Australian Jack. G'day, I'm Jack. Um, I'll see you in another life, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one tells you what I can't do. Um, yeah, it's... Bold. it's Bold. But I, also, I do love the fact that she's just like, are you Claire Littleton? We have been looking for you. Like, I mean, I get it. It's the afterlife. Point Plot's Claire's got a... noping the hell out of there, surely. Like, Plot's got a plot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, Claire. You kind of bring a lot of this on yourself. You're just going along with everybody saying yes, essentially, all the time. Like, and also, what is with the prosthetic baby bump this week? It looks terrible. <laughs> like, come on. That is one fake-looking baby bump, but... It's, I mean, it's not my least favorite. Maybe it is my least favorite scene. I didn't really sit here going at the end of this episode. What is my least favorite scene? But um, it's it's odd. It's random. I like the receptionist, though. She's nice. 
Oh, you should tell Conlon he likes reception. <laughs> They're hilarious. <laughs> well, she does have a page receptionist. Um, receptionist is um, worked at Sweetser and Badansky. Oh, Alana is like the head lawyer here. Uh, nothing. There's no, not even a briefing. Played by um, uh, Yvonne Midkiff, the esteemed. E. Um, e. No other acting um, profile except for this episode. Oh, Yvonne, yeah, bad luck. Bring it back. Uh, so, so that's like uh, naive Claire, and that's a wrap on Alana. Oh my god. Um, so this is where we have the the Naveen scene. Oh, I don't know how I feel about this scene. <laughs> That's his podcast. <laughs> yeah. What's the scene with Naveen? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Naveen scene. I'm Naveen Andrews. <laughs> I would love a Naveen Andrews podcast. I hate this podcast. <laughs> um, He's not Sean Connery. So, I hate this podcast. This is where uh, Naveen arrives at Nadia or oh. Saeed. Um, and yeah, I think this is a wrap on Nadia. Uh, so this is fresh off when Sun got shot and blah blah blah. Uh, and this is where he's like, "Come on, Nadia, I've got to go. I've got to get out of here. Uh, I need to pack." And then um, Miles shows up at the door. And I'm like, "Can can I see some ID?" And well, we're looking for we're looking for Saeed, whatever. And Saeed runs out the back door and gets tripped by uh, old. Lieutenant Jim's little rope tree, uh, and Saeed, you're, you're under arrest. Um, so is it implied that Nadia sort of rats out Saeed? Like, what a sad end to Nadia and Saeed. Yeah, this is her last appearance. And, like, maybe, but, like, what really makes me mad about this is that, like, obviously we haven't covered the on-island stuff, but, like, just before we get this scene, this is the bit where Saeed's saying to Desmond down the well, like, I made a deal you know, that I can see the woman that I love, all right? So this is such a cock tease and such bullshit because this is where even still, with four episodes to go, say it's like, oh, the woman I love, like I, I will kill someone to get a deal because I'll get to see her. This is it. She's not going to be at the church. There's not like, like this is where you should be implying it's Shannon. Like this is where she's going to be at the church. Like this just makes me mad. I forgot that there's this like little carrot here saying the woman I love. Clearly it's Nadia. Nah, just kidding. This is the last time you see her. You'll never see her again. Um, so like, I don't know if that pisses you off, but I just like, why? What is the point of this scene of Saeed? Like, oh, I made a deal to see the woman I love again. No, you didn't. You're going to be fucking a blonde chick in the afterlife for the rest of your life. You have to imagine the, the finale had probably been at least either written or fully blocked out by this point as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and ironically, it's probably one of Naveen's better moments of this season when he's talking to Desmond because, let's be honest, we're really scraping the barrel on Naveen content. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm annoyed too because everything about Saeed in this season I'm annoyed about. Um, we can talk more about that in the season six one, but my God, they screwed this character up. Yeah, which I mean, um, it's the thing that like when we spoke with uh, Andrew Gabriel, like if she had said in that, it, like like oh, I wasn't available for the finale, or like they tried but like couldn't, like fine, then you go okay, that's why Shannon comes back. But like as we know, she wasn't even asked, so it was like you know, like it's like why? What's the point? Oh, that's the Damon Lindelof Carlton kiss. First question: Why'd you fuck up Nadia? 
Lost was a little too early in terms of like fans being creative with technology and that, but if that came out today, someone 100% would be making a, a redone version where Nadi is in the church. Like, yeah. someone get on that. Definitely. Um, then we've got our hero, Jack, and our, our hero's son. Um, I'll, I'll give it to Dylan Mignette. He does a good, uh, he does a good Jack walk. Like when these two are walking together, like he's emulated Matthew Fox pretty good there. Yeah. Uh, but we're not fans of Jack Jr. Um, I like the hair. The hair kind of almost looks a bit Jackish. Like they've really made like mini Jack here. It's like I will hair. call him mini me. It's mini Jack. <laughs> uh, it is mini me. Uh, uh, just what we needed, another Jack. Um, <laughs> so th- this is where... Uh, they're off, and uh, you know it's not fun for your to listen to your granddad's wheel. Um, I've never been to a, a wheel reading, so I don't know if it's fun or not. But um, I, I don't even know, like, if it's a is it a thing? Is it a thing? Is, is it an American thing? Like, I don't know if this is something they do. I've never been to one either. Like, it's I, I don't I know. Feel like it maybe isn't a thing. Maybe it's just a movie thing. Yeah, I have no idea. And I feel like if it is a thing, you probably don't bring the grandson. Um, Do you have a will? I don't have a will. God, if I die, like for nothing again, people got them. To have some, have some debt. There you go. That five dollars exactly. you got ripped off on last week, like that. Yeah, that made all the difference. Yeah. No, but I don't have a will because I don't really have anything. But I do wonder if I die. I have thought about this. What happens to my money? Well, how much have you got? Uh, my name's Ben. Pleased to meet you. Uh, <laughs> shall we do an on air wheel right now? What was that? <laughs> like, maybe I can like create some uh, editing here. Maybe I can be like, what was that? Ben can have my money when I die. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I, I wondered that. Like, if I die, what happens to my money? And what happens to my like it's- drink bottle? But based on the limited knowledge of death, I know I would assume your next of kin are your parents. So therefore, does it just get split evenly? How does that work? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I don't. Lawyer, ben. You've watched. I, I've watched Better Call Saul and and <laughs> I don't know what other law shows that I watch. Um, judging Amy. Um, <laughs> so. What are you going to leave me in your will? Debt? Do you want my two loans? You can have them. You've got money, so it worked out well. Are you going to my hex debt? Do you want to? Do you want to pay the Australian government for my uni debt? You can leave me like, and I leave Noah the editing. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die in this episode. I leave Noah the editing of Lost. Um, I, are, are I mean, gonna, I say I, you can have this microphone, but I gave you a microphone. I don't even think you took that with you to Korea, did you? <laughs> Uh, I, uh, you can leave me like leave me all the passwords. And I'll go yeah. in and just uh, delete delete the Colin show. Colin knows those. Colin was like, "Oh, thank fuck, we can don't have to do this shit." I, I mean, I, I literally have nothing of value that people would like. My, my PlayStation Five and buffs. Uh, that's probably the. I don't, I don't want them. Yeah, want my survivor um, buffs? You could sell them, make a couple of thousand off them. So. Yeah, maybe sell them, sell the PlayStation, sell the microphone. Um, I'm going to leave you my, my 2004 DVD copy of Shrek. No, oh, oh, that means a lot to me. Oh, your most That's prized you're possession. you're getting in my will. What is your most prized possession? 2004 DVD copy of Shrek. <laughs> um, 
Peter Harkey's t-shirt worn on Survivor. I always forget that I got given oh, that. I want that when you die. I want that. You can have that. Bury me wearing that, maybe. Typ- typical Noah. Again, gets like I host that show for hours on hours. I do all those interviews. You get the t-shirt. You come on one episode, say something slightly racist. I get the blame for it. Uh I also got the letter from the psych to oh. uh, to Peter Shucky. That was a bit uh, yep. unexpected. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, uh, I'm going to sound real wanky again like last week when I talked about fast food, but I don't really crave having possessions. So I don't really have a prize. Possess- and I, I, by design, I don't want, really want a prize possession. Oh, um, What if Shrek not sad the door thing. Right I purposely now. try and not. Own thing. You're a good James Bond. I don't want to be connected to anyone. I don't need possession. I am like James no Bond. No, is a secret agent. This is well. <laughs> I don't know. My washing machine. Um, <laughs> oh, I love my washing machine. I don't really have one, honestly, and that's fine. But I don't need a prize possession. I what what I is your prize possession? No, but it doesn't matter. Um, what is mine? Yeah, I don't know either. Um, as silly as it sounds, uh, they're actually behind me, if you can even see. So, like, over there I've got two pre- two press passes that I got for um, the two times I've done, like, proper media at a Formula One Grand Prix, and that was always my dream. So, like, these two random press passes are pretty high possession. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know if I I've got have... mine. I've found it. Uh-oh, he's got so, something. My Cas- prize possession is a Cascade Draft tap head. How the fuck did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got all sorts of uh, Peter Harkey's T-shirt. I've got <laughs> Cascade Draft <laughs> in I, Korea. Uh, I've got um, I've got Billy Garcia's shirt that he sent me. Um, I mean... <laughs> I like this rock. He's got a rock. Um... I've got a couple of like autographs that are mean a lot to me, but I'm not a big autograph person, really. Oh, I don't like autograph. I mean, a couple of Michael Schumacher autographs that I got in person, so they're kind of cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I've got a third watch script signed by the cast from the pilot episode, which is kind of cool. But um, yeah, don't know. Something probably like <laughs> I've got um to get really did a couple of things mum gave me or something related to mum which i you know like but like yeah like i like possessions i'm kind of the opposite but at the same time like and i'm going to put this out into the universe is going to happen tonight if my house burnt down tomorrow i'd be upset but like i would move on pretty quickly and probably just go well i know what i own i'll just buy them again i would be pissed if my house just burnt down because i just fixed the air con and it cost <laughs> me 80 dollars <laughs> maybe that's what will cause it to burn down <laughs> um well my mum hasn't given me anything so she's got to get a move on well, your um, mummy's alive still, so she's got plenty of time for that. So but that's what I'm saying. she's got to give me something now. Nothing touch wood. She gave you life, Noah. Isn't that enough? Oh, I never asked for that. Bloody hell. Touche. <laughs> Every time you see what your mum, fuck give- you, mum. I didn't ask me. Yeah, what born. has it given me? Eighty dollars for the aircon. That's what her gift is. Life. Sitting yeah. sitting here for five years recapping lost. <laughs> Thanks, mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's mum's fault that this podcast exists. Um, and dad, too. Dad. Don't think you're off the hook. Um, dad doesn't know what a podcast is, let's be honest. He's clueless. 
Um, <laughs> well, at least Dodo has to listen to them. No, he doesn't. He doesn't listen to anything. Well, he listens to the next door and I bang keep it down. Yeah, he's not home at the moment, so, you know. Ooh, party time at Ben. Fr- friendly um, reminder that as a 35-year-old, I'm living with my dad. That's that's good. Thanks for that, Noah. <laughs> We've just got to we're just gonna slide that into each episode. It's in the contract. Um, yep. Ben never signed <laughs> off on it, but we didn't have a lawyer like Alana. It's not um, half the shit on this show. It's all good. Uh, um. So speaking of lawyers and signing off, uh, that's uh, where they're going to read the will. Great and segue. Alana's there. Um. Thank you. Not just a pretty face. Um, so. Round of applause for Noah again. You get lots of claps recently. Hope you don't catch the clap. But um, oh, not again. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, by the way, I thought I was clean. That's the only claps we get on Double Oz uh, on the Oz Network. Um, Except for Double Oz Seven. This show is good. Download that. Show. Double Seven's a great um, show. Really under <laughs> underrated. Um. Yeah, I bet Colin's got a line his will that he'll give us, but um, he owns things. Yeah, he's got a house. He's also I don't want your kids, though. Like, him and Jamie die. Custody is shared between Noah and Ben. Oh, no. That's a reality show. Colin dies. We get to live in the house, but the catch is we have to live with the, the oh, kids. After all the stories he tells about how horrible his kids are, I'm good. I've, oh, I've met, met Casper. <laughs> But I haven't met his other ones. They, they're, I'm not editing that. that out. He tells him on air. That's not a secret. Oh, okay, then. Well, <laughs> Every single week his story is like, oh, my kids did this, my kids did that. No. Shame on you. Um, Colin. Uh, so this is where they meet Alana and Claire. Oh, it's his sister. Blah, blah, blah. They, they don't say that yet, do they? But Jack's like, oh, I've got to go. Sorry. Noping out of there and... um. At the hospital, and son's there, and Jin says, "Oh, it's, your baby will be fine." And um, we've got Jack and David, and uh, Jack's like, "Oh, you just wait here. I'm going to go into surgery." Um, and then that's where they go to the surgery, and then like, "Oh no, it's so bad!" And then they have like this little mirror, and like little cute little gummy Joe's face <laughs> on the little mirror, and Jack's like, "Oh, I think I, think I know that guy." Uh, and that's the end. Like quite a lot going on if you really think about these flash type I do like the moment. Like also Jack Jr., mini Jack here, goes from being an annoying little shit to like, because he's all like, oh, dad, let's go get dinner after we've been to the thing. And all of a sudden Jack gets called into surgery and he's just like, okay. Like he's not being his, you know, standard, oh, dad's a bastard storyline. But I do love it when they work out here like Claire, this is Claire Littleton. Your dad, like, oh, you also had a sister or whatever it is. And it's like, I love Jack's reaction. It's just like, oh, okay. Um, do you think old um, baby Jack here's going, oh, hello, hello, sexy half aunt? Um, but, Only half an aunt? Yeah. I just, I, I, I do just love the fact that it's just passed off so quickly. It's like, I'm your sister. Ring, 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 surgery. Oh, okay, we'll continue this later. Bye. It's like, okay. And Jack's just so casual in the hospital, about to do surgery, just found out he's got a... Like, right now, if you found out you had an illegitimate half-sister and then you get called in to teach a class, you're just going to be like, okay. Like, I think that's going to sit with you for a little bit. Um, I would love some sort of... Like, I need a bit of some sort of family backstory drama or something. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, it's no Luke and my hair, is it? That was at least played for something. I have my family drama is my granddad 
What? Do we need to? Know? Are you going to reveal something that shouldn't be said on air? No, it's fine. My granddad got remarried and married someone younger than my mum, and then basically I've got um, half aunts and uncles out there who are younger than me. So there you go. That's my family drama. That's about it. Stay away from them, man, please. <laughs> yes, Noah. Thank you for always telling me who and who not to touch. Like Emily, no, got a boyfriend. Listen, Toronto, your half aunts and uncles, no, they're family. Like without you, I wouldn't know how to live life. Thank you for clearing this you, up. You said you felt ripped off with the the five dollars from Dimmix. If I was a life coach, I would feel ripped off. <laughs> I, went saw, your I actually went and saw a life coach last year. Waste of money. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm seriously judging you for that decision because it's the biggest con ever. I um, had a bit going on in life, Noah. I felt like it couldn't hurt, and it did. It hurt my back balance. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> lesson learned. Yeah, like you wouldn't have felt so ripped off by that $5 uh, Dimex if you hadn't gone to the life coach. Um, Ben what, opens what up on the Oz Network. <laughs> I mean, I am slightly judging you, but I'm more slightly judging life coaches. Stop calling people. She, she literally sat there and drew like a mind map and was like, <laughs> What is it, my class? <laughs> like, it's just like, she's like, gives me notes and like goes, like, All right, you go away with this lesson and come back. And I'm just like, I never talked to her again. I'm like, Thanks for taking my money. <laughs> She had a nice did, house. Did, did you ghost the life coach? <laughs> I ghosted the life coach. That may have caused her to end up having to go to a life coach. <laughs> yeah, what happens if a life coach has an existential crisis? Do they go see, like, does a psychiatrist, if they're having a shit time, do they talk to themselves or they go see a psychiatrist? Uh, I probably would save the money. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I sit on a couch, sit on my chair. So what's going on? Get up, sit on the couch. I'm having trouble. <laughs> I, I don't want you to give the exact details, but is, is a life coach, does it cost more or less than you, I, I'm expecting? Um, I don't know how much you're expecting for a life coach. So, um... Well, probably quite a bit compared to what it is, but less than a therapist, I would assume. It's cheaper than a therapist. Uh, let's just put it Because it's just bargain bin therapy. That's what it is. <laughs> They're, they're like the um the chiropractors of the psychology psychological world. Oh, we're a doctor. No, you're not. Uh, hello to all our chiropractors out there. But come on, you just rub a person's back. Good for you. But it's a legit profession, I would say. It is. But- uh, Noah Groves, anti-life coach. If you're <laughs> a life coach and on. you're listening. Anti-ghost, anti-life coach. Okay. <laughs> Anti-Shrek just- 4. Yep, yeah, anti- anti-snow dog. Um, I, to, I don't get it. Ah, Snow Dogs, can I just point out, you've got to watch Sonic the Hedgehog 2 because they <laughs> diss Snow Dogs for the exact same reason you don't like Snow Dogs. They literally Sonic it. Is that real? Is that real? I'm not Is even joking. I need to find the clip of it because literally Sonic, like at one point says like, oh, Snow Dogs, disappointing. There were no talking dogs. <laughs> I'm not joking. I will find it for you and send you the clip of Sonic the Hedgehog. Guarantees someone in that writer's room also went to the cinema same time that I went also has held a lifelong I've been been sitting on that for like four months since I saw it at the movies. I I walked out of that movie going, oh, I've got a message Noah about the Snow Dogs joke. (laughs) What? I need need to find it. Sonic the Hedgehog disses Snow Dogs. Good. About time someone said it. 
uh, fighting the good fight. Um, so let's do the island. It's all just sort of one story here. Um, and this is where he's, Locke's like, oh, it's finally nice to catch up with you, Jack. And Hurley is saying, like, oh, Jack's like, Hurley is like, okay if I talk to him on my own. So I kind of like Jack checking with Hurley. Um, <laughs> so we're having our nice little reunion. Uh, the man in black going to take Jack off into the bushes. Um, oh, anything could happen. Take Jack off. <laughs> okay. Long <laughs> um, time for Locke. <laughs> And this is where Jack, I kind of like this moment. Jack's like, uh, it bothers me because I, no, I, I have no idea what the hell you are. Um, and he says, like, why did you choose Locke's body? I wanted him to say, oh, oh I always had a bit of a thing for him. Like, sexy, <laughs> sexy body. It? Hello. <laughs> Take these clothes off. Slung. He just zips <laughs> his pants. Take a look at this. And look, this Jack, is Jack's like, damn, Locke was packing. Damn. Like, I get it. I get it. Good Pressing choice. Lock. And let's be honest, uh, Lock, big dick. Yeah. Oh, come on. Huge. Never got to be utilized properly. Um, oh, Helen? Helen, yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like this moment with them because like, it's always been like the Jack and Lock kind of debate scenes all throughout the show. But this is not Lock, of course. But John Lock was stupid enough to think he was on the island for a reason. And that's what got him killed. Um, and then he's saying, well, I need, I also needed a body to look, look, look like him. And this is where we get sort of another answer too, where Jack's like, I, I kind of like this. Like on day three, I was here looking for a thing and I saw my dad, was that you? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I don't buy this, but he's like, I was leading you to water. Um, I've only ever wanted to help you guys. Yeah. Except for all those people that you killed, but. I, I've never thought that he was actually leading him to water, but I kind of like this moment. Throw back to season one, because then we can rewatch it and be like, oh. So even though it's an obvious retcon, it's, it's kind of cool that it's like, oh, we can go back and watch that. And now he's actually acknowledging to Jack, yeah, you weren't crazy. It was me. Which um, I, I love how, like, Jack remembers the specifics. He's like, was it like on day three? You saw, like, hasn't how many years have passed since that now? Like, more than three. So, like, very specific. I don't remember what I did on day three of my camping trip, but I guess it's a traumatic experience. But, yeah, I like it. I kind of like how they explain it because it, it is a kind of an obvious one when you sort of connect the dots. But, um, yeah, and I think both of them, like, it, it's weird that we pointed out last week about how it had been, like, 20-odd episodes since they've been in a scene together. And, like, I, it feels like it hasn't been that long. But um, I kind of like how we do get these two to act each other off each other because they're, they're really good acting off each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get... I completely forget that this scene ever happened in the show. I forget that we do get a Claire Jack acknowledging each other as siblings scene, which mm. for some reason I always think that never really actually kind of happens. Uh, we we get this awkward scene where SBS's Emily Draven has been following them and Locke or fake Locke or Gummy Foe sort of says, I'll leave you two to it. <laughs> Me foe. Uh, and this is where, oh, do you not just... Feel the awkwardness here between Jack and Claire. Like, it just yeah, feels they uncomfortable. Yeah, they don't have, um, like, not that they meant to have chemistry, I know that, but, like, it's because they're two characters that we don't really get to see interact too much ever in this show, and there's just something about these two that just never really works. 
Yeah, let's be honest. Twelve years since the show ended, almost twenty years since it started. The Jack and Claire being related plotlines dumb. It really doesn't serve anything. Right. Yeah. Um. Everyone's got. But to it's be nice related. that we. Get, it's nice that we get uh, some sort of resolution here, though, that they get to meet and. Oh yeah, I've been with him for three years, like, and he was our dad. I, like, when she says our dad, it just doesn't sound right. Um, poor t- uh, movies, John Terry having to be Claire's dad. Do you um, think uh, Claire's got a bit of a thing for him? Like, you know, like, oh my baby, it's been. I mean, she's not got any action for three years. Like, you know, what you think uh, for three years, the man in black and Claire. Yeah, well, I mean, again, could you? Oh, well, you, of course, you could go three years without sex. You're still a virgin, but like, it's um for Colin. I'm well, that's dumb. For me, I could not go three years without sex. So, um, John Terry's looking beautiful after three. I mean, he is anyway. I'd, I'd fuck John Terry after three weeks, like three days. Like it wouldn't take me long. But outside of that, like, I mean, three years. I'm sure, like, you know, your dad could walk into camp and I'd be having a go. Nothing against your dad, but like, oh. you know, he's a beautiful man, Mister Gross. Hello, Mr. Groves. How are you? Shut up. How'd you be if um, all of a sudden I ended in a relationship with your dad? <laughs> no, I've got two things no. to tell you today. I've come out of the closet. I am gay and I'm dating your dad. <laughs> well, I already knew one of them and then leave my dad alone. Um, <laughs> but if he pursued no. me, why am I not the victim? <laughs> we're not going down this. It, it is kind of funny, but we're not going down this path. Um, I've, I've, I've pulled at a wrong string of Noah. First his daughter, now his dad. <laughs> leave my family and my friends alone. If, um, if, if we were on a TV show, because in all TV shows like this, the, the world is so small, it would happen. <laughs> what, you would date my dad if this was TV? Yeah, the writer would be like, oh, we need a plot twist. Ben and Noah, nothing, no conflicts happened there before. So, eh, Ben Gay likes his dad. And you would end up in the church. <laughs> With your dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not funny. But, yeah, it, it has been three years. I, I wish they would, like, come back to the island and then Claire would be here with, like, eight strollers. This is Aaron 2, Aaron 3, Aaron 4, Aaron 5, Aaron 6. I can't resist old Daddy Locke's big cock. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. oh Daddy Locke. No, oh, gross. Um, <laughs> so they're at the camp uh, and this is where Sawyer's like, say, we've got to use the submarine to get off here. And we're not taking uh, Claire or Saeed because Saeed's a zombie. <laughs> and Claire what, Claire is kooky ever since she tried to kill uh, Hate. Um, so I, I think that's... Dick, Dick Sawyer. Like, <laughs> it is a bit rough leaving Claire behind. I get Saeed is a zombie. But even then, like, you would, wouldn't you just take him and, like, get him into, like, therapy? Like, leaving yeah. him behind is pretty rough. He's just done anything like your me. friends. Like, I'm sorry, you've not known Lapidus for that long. Like, I love Lapidus and I want, I mean, he's got to fly the plane. I get it. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, why are you taking him? This is a survivor. I'd be getting angry. I do like that he keeps calling him, like, the pilot and that because we, because Sawyer has never actually met Lapidus, which is a weird thought. Yeah. Um. So this is where... uh. Locke, man in black, comes in and says, oh, it's really nice to have everyone back together again. 
Uh, and we get Zoe, Tina Fey, come up. Ugh. Return what you've taken, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, and this is where we had the mortar blowing up. Um, whatever. Cool. And the explosions that do look pretty decent in this season, I'll give that. Uh, and then she says you'll return at nightfall and uh, and you can give it back. And Manny Black just smashes the radio. It's like he doesn't give a fuck. Um, Why doesn't he just kill Tina Fey here? Like, I just don't like. Yeah. He could just like, I'm she could literally be like, bring bring them to return by tonight or this will happen. I just want Locke to just go, bang. Yeah, fuck her. And <laughs> just walk off. That'd be badass. I'd, I'd, I'm up for it. Um, yeah, I mean, just doesn't matter. I also love the way that Locke's staring at this radio. He's almost like going like, what is this? Because I guess he wouldn't know what it is, would he? Yeah, I mean, well, this guy seems to know this and then not that. Who knows? Um, but, uh, this is where he's telling everyone, well, the Whitmore group, they've forced us, so we've got to go now. To, we're going to get on the plane. And then you alluded to it, I think, last week uh, or earlier. Uh, but, uh, I'm sorry, I know he's 2,000 years old, but Manny Black draws some bad maps. Like, this is yeah. just a few squiggles. Like, a few, <laughs> I love like, this map. Circles. <laughs> he must have drawn a stick like, figure. He's gone, us, island, here. <laughs> Two thousand years old, but he's not one for art. Um, <laughs> that's why I hated Jacob and his tapestry so much. He's anti-art. Um, <laughs> so he's he's telling uh, Sawyer to get like the boat, which is the Elizabeth, um, and to, so that they can take them to Hydra. Uh, and this is where I love like henchman Saeed, like Man in Black like Saeed. He's like such a Bond villain henchman. He just pops up. Yes, my lord. <laughs> like, um, and then uh, this is where I love this moment. Sawyer gets Jack, and he tells him, "We're not going to do that, Doc. And you go and get Sun and Hurley and Lapid, uh, the pilot." And then that's where he says, "Sayid's a zombie and Claire is nuts." Like, I love this little moment of like action. Sawyer getting Jack aside and telling him the plan. Like, it just feels exciting, doesn't it? I agree, and I like um. When what is it like when Kate comes back? Like, why I don't get why Sawyer doesn't tell Kate now, like, or like why he holds off to the beach because, like, he could just tell her, like, it's what's Kate gonna do, escape? Like, I mean, it's what she does, but like, yeah, I don't see the thing. I'm just looking at the map to a phrase, framed it, and I love the fact that he's drawn a little boat, like, he's drawn like a little stick boat. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Manny Black going, oh, what does a boat look like? Also, one thing I just want to say about this scene too, Hurley and Claire seeing each other for the first time. They give each other a cuddle. Oh, Hurley and Claire. I do like her. He's like, oh, what does he say? Like, Claire, you look uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> oh, poor Hurley can't lie to save his ass. Um <laughs> But yeah, it is funny. Like no one ever tells Kate anything. Um, uh, and then where are we at? This is where uh, it's like I have a mission for you, Saeed. Go and kill Desmond. Like what? Throw him down the well loop. He's just gonna kill him anyway. I guess yeah. he. I guess we more pulled their hand and they weren't expecting to leave so early. But mm. uh, go into the well and kill. And then we already talked about this scene where he's like, I, he promised me I could see the woman I love. And there is a hyperlink for woman, uh, a woman, Nadia. So he's not talking about Shannon, I, according to Lost Wikia. 
I do like um I love Desmond's retort when he's like, Well, what are you gonna tell the woman? That how did you get her back in life? Like, fair point. Like, oh, I murdered someone to bring you back. Like also like can they just not role play Silence of the Land? Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> like, just throwing it down there for him. Put the lotion in the basket. Henry and Kusu, I could see him doing a, a Buffalo Bill. He could pull yeah. that off. Uh, Naveen and Andrews, not so much. Naveen Andrews, I could see him pull off Jodie Foster. Oh, wait, that didn't sound. Oh, <laughs> careful. People have tried to assassinate presidents by doing that, so just uh, um, be careful. We also didn't mention it, but I don't know if you picked up on the little James Bond reference. Uh, I laughed at it uh, when Kate's like, what are you talking about over there with Jack? And so it's like, guy talk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man talk. I, I thought I wrote that down. I thought you were about to turn around and say, like, a woman or something like that. I thought I'd forgotten, yeah. But no, yeah, a guy talk. Man you need talk. to slap her on the ass. Yeah. If that was Sean Connery, that would have happened. Sean Connery um, should have been Sawyer. What's going on, Freckles? <laughs> uh, he does call her Freckles a lot in this episode and Doc a lot. There's lots of nicknames here. Doc. And Chesty. Um, Shut up, uh, redneck man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about the well scene, but it is one of Saeed's better moments in this scene in terms of like the acting but yeah you're right about it all being dumb I, and like I poor really old like Desmond it. down the well just stuck I, I really like it but again it just it goes no it's like it's there's nowhere there's nothing of this scene this is the Alana of scenes like because it just it, it doesn't go anywhere and then it's just like it's a cock tease because like oh the woman he loves Nadia oh she's gonna be in whatever purgatory afterlife they have in a few more weeks time in the church no so, yeah, I mean, it's a great scene, and there's some really good scenes in this episode, but, like, this is just one that's a great scene that just is nothing. This is the Oz network of scenes. It's there, it's enjoyable sometimes, but it really has no point. But this is where Sawyer and Kate arrive at the boat, which, oh, God, the locations with all the boat stuff this episode is so great, and the water, oh, my God. Um, and this is where Sawyer tells the real plan, and Kate's like, oh, Hey, Claire. And, like, Claire, like, case she tried to kill you. She's cuckoo la la. She, do you really want her around, Aaron? Um, and then I, I like our lost wiki. It specifies they swim fully clothed to the oh. Elizabeth. So no hanky-panky there. The thing I also love with this swimming is, like, you see, this, like, I'm with you. The location's great. But you see the way they enter the water from this beach, right? There's also a... a, a piece of rock that is jutting out into the ocean which is significantly closer to the boat so why don't they jump off the rocks and save themselves like a good i don't know 100 meters of swimming like come on it's pretty far out like in those waters that would take a while for them to get put that there Um, where is it like who like is that the 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 sun's been hanging around the sun gin uh side boat from like the yeah um and this is where the man in black, they're going on their little mission. They they were really lacking the dun 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 But I guess we don't give that to baddies. Um and and this is where Claire tells Jack, I trust him because everyone else abandoned me, but he did. Yeah, sure. Giving blowies out the back. Um Banded me wipes off something from oh, my lips are oh, that's distasteful. Yeah. If anything, Man in Black would be the one uh, who would force her to do that. Um, that was I love you like giving him blowies. That's distasteful, Ben. 
Yeah, that is distasteful. Um, <laughs> uh, I apologize to Claire. Emily Duravin, SBS is Emily Duravin. Um, so, uh, and then this is where I, I kind of like this moment where like Jack's like, I'm on, uh, and she like gets sun and uh, gets, uh, I don't know, what is it, uh, sun and Lapidus and um, Hurley. Like, and then we just get like ominous Claire watching them, like creepy Claire. Um, I like I like how he gets them and like we've got to get out of here and um uh but we did uh we did skip ahead of uh uh our maybe our last maybe not quite last appearance of TV's Kimberly Joseph. She gets a line. Does she get a line? Um, she says one thing. Um, uh, but she's I didn't just in think the she back. Or, yeah. Um but yeah, I, I kinda love where they run. They run off from the group. Like it, it feels just tense and action packed. Like we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, and then this is where Saeed comes back and he's like, "Yeah, I, I did kill him. I just needed a moment." Um, <laughs> and it says here there is tension as the man in black asks if he killed Desmond. Uh, and then Saeed's like, "You can go back and check if you want." Um, and then this is Jack's group uh, run and they get to where the boat is. What a great map. Like everyone can follow this map so closely. Uh, and they get to the boat, but who's who's there emerging, chasing after them? It's uh, Emily DeRaven <laughs> with her gun. Um, like tough Emily or tough Claire. <laughs> and she says here, Kate bravely talks to her. Uh, this is where Kate's like, oh, no, Claire, we didn't mean to leave you. Come with us. Sawyer's like, Franklin, what are you doing? He's like, shut up. Let me just talk to her. She's crazy. Uh, they're saying, no, no, we'll, you can come. You can come. Um, That's what the man in black said. <laughs> Claire then uh, says that Locke made her a promise. And uh, Kate says, well, I only came back to bring you back. Um, uh, I love this scene. Yeah, I think yeah, you're selling this scene. This scene's great. What do you like about this? I just like, I just think it's a great little moment with Kate, the way she's just basically like, like, oh, I, the only reason I came here is to like get you. And then basically when Sawyer's like yelling at her, it's like, I'm not going unless she comes with us. Like, it's just because this is Kate's purpose. We talked about this, like when Kate goes back to the island, like she just wants to do this. So I think it makes perfect sense that she would be this defensive of her. And I think um, Evangeline Lily's great. And, I'm actually going to praise Emily DeRaven here. I think she does a really good job here in like acting and just the way she kind of handles yeah. this whole situation. Like, I think this is a great scene between these two and kind of from this point on, if I'm not mistaken, Kate is her protector from this point on. So like, I think like it's a, it's a great scene between these two. And um, I'm, I'm like, we shit all over Claire. We make fun of her, but like, I'm glad that she gets off the Island and gets on the plane and gets to go see Aaron. I think it's a great way to end her character. So I actually really, really like this scene. It's a it's a great scene between yep. these two. No, I, I think especially because you got Sawyer there saying like leave her alone, freckles. Um, yeah, I mean in terms of Emily performances, it's one of the better ones, um, and it does have some tenseness to it. Like you do think there's a chance that she could shoot Kate. Like, I don't think it feels out. <laughs> like, this funny. is bang. <laughs> this is the fifth last episode, so it's kind of like anything's anything could happen, and I mm. don't find it out of the realms of possibility. Um, 
but this where they've they've sailed, uh, they're going off, um, and we get a nice little sort of Sawyer Frank moment where one of the first times they talk, where he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna force the force the submarine guys to take us by gunpoint," and Frank's like, oh, "I like that plan." And then it, once he say, "Like, I found some tin food down. Anyone want to eat?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's such a subtle moment where like Kate is going to go and eat with them and that's where he's like Freckles can you take the wheel uh, you talked about loving that last scene which it is a good scene but this scene is my favourite scene of the episode um, it's been a long time since we've had some Sawyer and Jack last time you're beating the shit out of him and hmm. um, uh so this is where Jack's going over to uh, Sawyer goes over to like moody hero Jack sitting on the boat. Um Pensive Jack. Yeah. Um and this is where Jack's like, ah, it just doesn't feel right leaving the island. And I like that he says, like, search your feelings. You know it to be true too, Sawyer. <laughs> um We got an Anakin and- was that last week or this week when we got the Anakin reference when Hurley was like, You can sometimes turn bad people good. What about Anakin? Was that Sawyer like, who the hell's Anakin? Was that last week or this week? I think that was last week. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that line. Yeah, and there was an Anakin line. Anakin. There was an Anakin line. Uh, but I, I love this because it just does sum up, like, Jack has come so far as the man of faith compared to the man of science. Um, and Sawyer's always been the switched on one. And let's be real, Sawyer's one of the only ones here who's never gotten to be off the island. And Sawyer was, Jack saying, well, I was off the island and it, tore me apart and so it's like they've got pills for that um <laughs> and i just one of my favorite sawyer moments of all time i think um one of the josh holloway is so good get off my boat and like <laughs> we've done we've spent six seasons six years of talking about things and debating things we're so close to getting on the sub and getting off here if you want to stay you stay like get off my boat mm. um it's such a badass moment from Sawyer. Like we're done talking. Like we're near the end. It's over. Um, and then such a great moment from Matthew and Jack, where he basically says, "I'm really sorry about what happened to Julia." And we saw last week he was like this whole season. Jack's kind of lost it because of his mistake with Julia, and that he couldn't fix things. Uh and then we have one of the most badass shots of any episode of Lost. It's, I remember this vividly watching this, like a little shocking and just badass where Matthew's like physical acting is so good here where he just gets on the boat, uh, up on the top of the boat and just jumps in. I love just nearly the way gets he hit jumps by the in. boat too. I wonder if they took <laughs> multiple takes. He nearly gets run over. <laughs> uh, but I just love the way he jumps. Like he does this sort of pencil dive and it's just so like you're not expecting that it will actually happen when he says get off my boat like you don't think and he just jumps and he's swimming back to shore like what a what a great scene i feel like it doesn't get talked up enough uh, in terms of sort of great jack sawyer scene i'd agree and it's very reminiscent of sawyer jumping off the helicopter isn't it kind of Mm. just like parallels that but you know i i agree with you i think it's a great scene and this this isn't the last time these two are together right we get another like not necessarily in the afterlife, yeah. but on island. Um, well, they're going to be in a submarine together next week. Oh, of course. God, I love this show. I know it so well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it is a, a great scene, and I yeah, I'm with you, Sawyer. Just like get off my boat. It's kind of it's very uh, Harrison for get off my plane. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I just, I'm with you on everything. I agree with it, but I just keep watching this scene and going like, fuck, he nearly got run over by the boat. Like, I mean, it's going to be <laughs> the death Fox of Matthew dies. Fox. Like, <laughs> and then you see it. Like, he's, I'm sure they've, like, measured this out and the stunt team have said this, and I'm sure it's probably taken more than one take. But, like, Jesus Christ, and I have a little almost doggy paddle Jack, like, swimming in the water, floating <laughs> in his back. What's in his backpack? Like, everything in that backpack's ruined now that he's jumped in the water. Mm-hmm. But, um, and also, how far away from the shore are they? Like, I mean. Yeah, really far by the looks of But, um, I like kind of Kate there, where she's kind of like, you know, like, Jack, like, yeah. Jack. Um, but yeah, what, I'm what does she say? Like, we have to go back for him. And so yeah. it's like, there's no going back. That's such a great throwaway sort of reference to season three. We have to go back. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Great scene. So this is where Sawyer's group arrives uh, with their decoy plan to the Hydra Island. And with most people are all there. And it's been three seasons or two seasons of these two being apart from each other. We thought it should have happened in their episode. But finally, after all this time, Sun and Jin... Oh. Reunite. I remember watching this the first, and for some reason, I always thought like the sonar fences are on, and that they like run up and like they can't meet each other still. But that doesn't happen. Um, so we finally have the reunion, and it is such a touching moment. But it is a bit cringy with the like, she, the, they're speaking in English, and then I guess she regained her voice. Like, oh, yeah, come on, that bit shit. Um, but it's such a touching moment and we'll get into next week why this moment is not as touching as it should be. But if you just isolate it, it's just a moment after being apart for so long. It's so nice to have these two back together again. I get a bit teary. It's it. Yeah. I thought it was last week, but it's this week and it's just, it is a great little moment, um, which, you know, I always get confused why we'd more like holding them hostage again, but I guess I don't remember what happens next week. But um yeah, it's yeah, because it's been a, it's been what all season we haven't seen them well, longer than that, obviously. Um, yeah, so it's it's a nice little moment, and just what a shame what's going to happen next week. So yeah. Uh, then thirteen hours later of Jack swimming, like how fast can he swim? Uh, Jack arrives back on the beach, and conveniently right where they're waiting for him. But I love this sort of last scene. Uh. Oh, uh, I love the line that Sawyer has. What does Sawyer say? Uh, Sawyer, sorry, lock. I love the line the lock oh. says. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, this is where they, they Jack tells him, yeah, like, Sawyer took your boat. Um, and then, like, one of the most epic effects ever. I freaking love the way Jack flies through the air after this mortar blast. Like, it looks so cool. And, like, it's, like, surely he's breaking a few bones there. Like, it, great, great stun work. I got to be confused um, there. I thought I missed the scene. I thought, like you're saying, he like takes off like Neo in the Matrix. Like at the end, I guess you and I had to get up. <laughs> that would have been the show, Jumping the Shark at the very end. <laughs> Jack turns uh, into Neo. You're the uh, one. I could have seen him being Neo. 1999 Matthew Fox. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves is uh, Jack Shepard. And then Whoa. like... Uh, so Jack's left the group. He's going to stay on the island. Um, they get blasted, but uh, I love my old gummy Joe carrying Jack. That's kind of sweet. Uh, and then he puts him down, like, don't worry, Jack, don't worry. And then, like, the ending line, like, it's so sweet. You're with me now. Mm. Um, kind of a cliffhanger, I guess, but 
kind of a neat way to end off the episode, this little scene. And what's the bit when the um, Tina Fey's gang are basically like, deals off or whatever it is like it's just it's like what okay sure but yeah no i i love the the line is like i guess you're with me now i think it's great like it's it's a it's you know it's not the best cliffhanger of all time but it definitely sets us up to a point where you're like oh where's this going oh gummy joe cares for jack oh so it's very like um saving private ryan like running on the beach in normandy all the bombs going off running in the jungle but um does it also not feel a bit forrest gump to you should he not be going like shrimp, shrimp, potato, shrimp, gumbo, <laughs> like protecting him? I just wonder if Terry O'Quinn actually had to carry Matthew Fox in that scene. Oh, he could. He's got a big enough dick. Matthew Fox is pretty heavy. Uh, what are you calling him? Fat? Don't fat shame Matthew he's Fox. Fat, but he's, got, he's got muscle. Can I just uh, quickly, before we wrap the episode up, um, I was trying to find anything last lightish because uh, obviously by the time we're releasing this, we've recapped it. What a great show. But uh, at the time recording this, we're still a bit behind. Somehow stumbled across Emily DeRaven uh, on Instagram. Her you and uh, Dominic Monaghan recently appeared at the Wales Comic Con together and a uh, nice picture of them posing. They're looking both great in that picture. But I also clicked on to Cameo again because uh, obviously we can get Emily DeRaven. Breaking news in Lost uh, Cameo, Ian Summerholder is now <laughs> available for a Cameo. Now... Here's a question for you. There is one, two, three, four, five, ten lost actors on here. Uh, I'll name them quickly for you. Mark Pellegrino, Terry O'Quinn, Ian Summerholder, Beth Broderick, that's, um, I think, uh, Kate's mum, uh, Zuleika Robinson, she's there, you can get Alana, uh, Emily DeRaven, Dominic Monaghan, Cynthia Watrous, Francois Chow, and Frederick Lenny, who's the uh, the um, the warden, the, the whatever. Who do you think out of those ten people would be the most expensive? Gotta be Dominic Monaghan. He's not the most expensive. Oh. The cheapest. I feel like the cheapest one is Kate's mum. Cheapest is Mark Pellegrino. Uh, Good on you, Mark. 72 bucks. Zaliko Robinson, $86. Beth Broderick is 122, but I think she's because she's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, so I'm guessing she probably gets a lot of fans from that and lost. Uh, the it's, most expensive, I would say it would be Ian, Ian Summerholder. Like, oh, God, he would say it. It's not Emily Duraman. Cynthia Watros, $576 <laughs> for oh, Cynthia Watros. Ian Summerholder is 360 He's uh, paying $500 for Cynthia, and I like Cynthia Watros. Dominic So Ian Summerholder and Dominic Monaghan are the same. Um, Terry O'Quinn, 288 not bad. Emily Draven, 252 If I win, like, money, I am going to pay yeah, Ian Summerholder, Emily, uh, Emily DeRaven. I'm going to get them all to do something to plug this. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, Ian Summerholder, 360 bucks, Bargain. Get Boone to give us a shout-out. Yes, please. Yeah, if only we had, we had money, we could get a cameo from Ian. Well, we could have money. If you're listening to this and love our show and want Ian on the show, pay us $360 on our um, Patreon <laughs> and we can get him. Do you wonder if, like, we had, like, we paid him $3,600 for, like, 10 cameos. Do you think that would be an interview? Like, is that what we can pay to get him on the show? In question. That's an interview. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Get your Ian Summerholder. Mark Pellegrino, um, bargain. 72 bucks. Yeah. Done you, Ma. Bloody I would oath. love to know if anyone has ever bought the Cynthia Watros cameo. Well, if you click oh. on the thing, they usually, like, leave ones on there. Yeah, they have. I mean, she's got ones on here. So, um... Yeah. Some people have too much money. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 
Let's get into the trivia. So this is the first time Jack and Claire have met each other since they knew they were siblings. The first episode where we learn Ilana's surname. Uh, cool. Oh, thank God. That was killing me. Um, yeah, not a lot. Jo- Josh Holloway becomes the fourth to appear in 100 episodes. Uh, this is the first time Andrea Graveiro has appeared in more than one episode in a season. Wow. Um, this is the first time in the entire series in which Claire leaves the main island. Uh, the only character introduced in pilot not to do so before now. Um, the Elizabeth boat appears for the first time since season three, the glass ballerina, an absence of 64 episodes. Um, yeah, not a lot of trivia. Like, it's a good episode, but it's not really known as sort of a big, notable episode. Is this the last kind of episode in which it's, like, a nothing episode? It's not a nothing episode, but you know what I mean? Like, because the next few are all remembered, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sun and Jin separated for 29 episodes. Pretty long wow. time. Uh, Ian, so, uh, Ian Cusing not credited for his appearance in the press release. Ah, racist. Uh, this is the last appearance of Ilana, but she still gets credited for the rest of the season. Um, she makes some money. She make, gets residual, residuals. Questions, answers, I guess the big one would be there must be something about Jack's dad in season one, episode five. Uh, I think, yeah, where, uh, season one, episode five, where is Christian's body? Uh, no, not that. But did we have anything about, like, who is Christian Shepherd? Uh, the other ones that we've already crossed off here is how did Christian Shepherd get on the island and why was Jack's dad in Australia? So we didn't have anything else about that. Hmm. Um, why is Jin bloody? Um, Maybe we kind of consider it already answered at this point. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't have it, but um, no. At the don't. end, like when we do our big final episode recap or something, we go through all of these questions because there's some that have been answered, but they're more over a period of time or something. So we'll go yeah, there's definitely been a few that I've raised which I thought had been answered, but you were kind of like, oh, no, hold up on them. So... Yeah. Um, Why won't my parakeet eat my diarrhea? We're still waiting. (laughs) So that is the end of the last recruit. Um, So we need to either bin the episode, buy the episode, or rent it. Uh, I am going to continue my trend uh, since I binned the lighthouse of renting, buying, renting, buying, renting, buying, renting, buying. Uh, So I'm going to buy this episode because I rented last week. Uh, It's a low buy it's not a great episode but i think there's enough in it like i like the kate and claire scene i like the jack and sawyer scene i love the gin and sun reunion i think the flash sideways stuff is interesting enough because you're really starting to go like oh what's happening like how why are they all here doing all this sort of stuff so yeah i think there's enough to enjoy about it but i have ranked this in a very big cluster of season six episodes so i've ranked this at 54th which is above three season six episodes happily ever after dr linus and lax part two uh i've ranked this one spot below hearts and minds you're welcome uh so according to right now this below? is below yeah below i think hearts and minds is a better episode shut up oh, um yes. based on my rankings this is the third best season six episode i love how i've got Abaterno in number six LAX part one at number 14, and then a massive cap down to 54th of uh, the last recruit. So there's That's a season six for you. 
two in the top 20 and then nothing until like 54th. Um, this whole middle section, sorry to jump in, but this whole middle section on my rankings from 54th down to 68th is pretty much all season six and season five episodes. <laughs> One season three episode fits into all of that. So I do. It's Nathan Fillion's episode. Um, I'm going to buy it. Yay. It's not really known as the kind of reminds me of Follow the Leader from last season where it's a good episode, but it's not really known as like a notable episode, but there's a lot of great stuff in here. It moves fast. Um, I love the shots. The acting is on top here. Yeah. As you said, it's one of the better flash sideways stuff feels like it's kind of happening. Uh, and it just feels like it really is setting up that finale and things are moving at this point. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ever look at it as an all-time classic, but there's just a lot to love in this episode compared to what we've seen in the rest of Season 6. So your, your Season 6 is like, this is the first time you've bought something since Aberturno, and basically you have only bought two episodes since the pilot, the first two episodes of this season. You bought LX Part 1, LX Part 2, everything since then with the exception of this and Aberturno, you've either binned or rented it. Yeah, that's season six. Um, but, I mean, that trend really probably won't continue for the rest of the season. Um, next week, oh. I'm a man. I'm unashamedly going to say that I will be crying like an absolute baby next week. And I've not been, we've been building up since season one to this episode. And this is going to be a tough one to watch because I will be crying. I, I honestly thought. I, d- I didn't realize we were here. I thought this was like the second last episode where this happens. I don't always forget this is like four episodes from the end, basically. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, next week. Wow. I mean, top five, uh, probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Wow. It is just pretty sad next week. You get to host it. It's a good luck. Um, but Jin, son. Aw. Aw. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> always forget he dies in this too uh, <laughs> which again as a suicide bomber the Arab character really yeah it's going to be a tough one to watch because I will be crying um, but fun to recap because what an episode I- I'm sure we'll be buying it um, but we'll be buying and crying next week uh, with the candidate um so we're really pushing towards the end four more to go people four more to go uh in the meantime uh make sure you let us know your favorite player moments and your favorite ilana moments and everything else from there and we'll see you for a really sad uh time next week until then my name is noah and i'm sorry i just killed someone i need a moment And my name is Ben and want an apple? Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.
Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.